You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord. Blessings. God bless you, minister. We thank and we praise the Lord for another opportunity to come and to share with you. We thank and we praise God for who he is. It's his breath in our lungs. Oh, my God. <laughs> ah, y'all know me. I get into the praise and the worship. We thank and we praise God and we honor the Lord. We honor him, not just with the words from our mouth, but with our hearts and with our lives. We honor the Lord. And so we thank and we praise God. Listen, I want you to do more than read with me to, to, uh, on this morning. I want you to, to get ready, take some copious notes. Listen, drop emojis in the chat. Give me some fire emojis. I don't know about you, but I'm fired up for the Lord. And so we thank and we praise him because he's so good, so gracious, so merciful, so loving, so compassionate. I just thank and I praise him. He's so merciful. And so I honor the Lord. I honor Apostle Willie Talbert, great man of God. I honor another great man of God, our lead pastor, Pastor Stephen Talbert. I honor all of our associate pastors and all of our associate ministers. I thank and I praise God for you, you, and you. I honor all of the uh, ministers, the pastors, the bishops, the apostles, uh, deacons, trustees, you, whoever you are in your respective place, whoever God has called you to be, even our young people, I salute you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You need to know that I counted an honor and a privilege to be before you. And I consider you somebody special to God. And so we're going to get ready to get into the word. I don't know about you, but God has been speaking to me. He's been dealing with me about some things. How many know this is praying time? This day and time that we're in right now, these are praying times. I, I was, you know, in my studies, as I'm studying, I'm always asking God, God, help me to keep my ear to your mouth. God, help me to know what you're saying in this season. I, I want to be like the sons of Issachar to know the times and the seasons. Know what's going on right now, what God is speaking, what he wants, and, and how he wants us to respond, how he wants us to function. Anybody else know that it's important for us to know what God wants? Hmm? Are you out there? Do you know that it's important that we find out what God wants? How are we going to find that out? By getting to know God, by making sure our relationship is tight and right with God the most important relationship in our lives. So get your Bibles, will you? Get your Bibles and go with me to 2 Timothy, the first chapter. 2 Timothy, the first chapter. I want you to go with me to 2 Timothy, the first chapter. And, you know, I was going to read just a couple of these verses of scripture, but I'm going to read Verses 6 through 14, because I hear God. I'm, I, I feel led of the Lord to do that. I hear God. Um, it's interesting how God will speak to you. God will even change some things. <laughs> he'll preempt your program. <laughs> and he'll rearrange things. 
to his liking, the way he wants it done. And so 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, the first chapter, verses 6 through 14. I'm going to read from the King James Version right now. Just in case you've got a different translation, you know that we're still on the same block. And it reads, wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who have saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and have brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. This is Paul talking. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me, in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing, mm, which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost, which dwelleth in us. This is the word of God. God's word is already blessed. And I want to talk to you from this subject, the knowing. I want it in all capital letters, the knowing. God has been dealing with me and I want to share with you. I want to give uh, at least some of what God has given me. Um, he's allowing me to share some of what he's been dealing with me about the knowing. I want you to agree with me on several things. First of all, that God himself will be pleased, honored, and glorified as a result of the word that shall come forth, that you, the people, will be encouraged, reminded, empowered, and edified, and that the devil will be disappointed and horrified. Can you lift your hands and say with me, Lord, as your servant has decreed and declared, be it so in your name. Now, come on and bless the Lord. Give him glory. Give him honor and give him praise because he loves us so much. He loves us too much to leave us in mediocrity. He loves us too much to leave us in our stinking thinking. He loves us too much to leave us in a rut. He loves us too much to allow us to stay stuck. Mm. He loves us just that much. Now, the knowing. First, let's look at the foundation because I'm talking to you about something that goes deeper than surface, the knowing. The foundation is salvation, accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We have to start right there. If there is no relationship with him, 
What is the knowing about? So now in 1 John, the fifth chapter and verse one, it, it, it reads like this. It says, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. Now, listen, somebody might say, what did you say? I want you to focus on, on this passage right here, or these words right here. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. So I asked God a question. God, you've been dealing with me about this subject. Whosoever believe, what, what, what belief, what belief? What are you talking about? And so God began to speak to me. First uh, John 5 and 1 emphasizes the believer's ability to overcome the world through the power of Jesus Christ. So this opening verse talks about whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, that he's the Messiah, mm -hmm, is born of God. It's the result of faith in Christ. See, that opening verse says being born of God, being born of God. That is the result of faith in Christ. It takes faith, salvation. Our salvation is built on our faith in Jesus Christ, our faith in God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, our faith in the fact that Jesus died for our sins. He, he, he willingly laid down his life for us, for our sins, so that we could be reconciled back to God the Father. Understand, Adam and Eve had jacked it up for us. They interrupted the relationship and the fellowship with God. That man, that woman was supposed to have with God. And so sin entered the world as a result of their disobedience. So here comes Jesus. So our faith is built upon the fact that he came, uh, he came and he died for our sins. He was born, he died for our sins, but he didn't stay dead. I'm so excited about that. He didn't stay dead. When we celebrate what the world calls Easter or what we know as the Resurrection Sunday. Now, regardless to um, the, uh, the controversy and the debate over what day he was born, what day this, that, listen, he was born. He died for our sins and he got up on the third day with all power in his hand. And it's interesting because our faith hinges upon the fact that he was born, that he died for our sins, and that he got up with power. He got up. John, the third chapter, offers the Bible's most detailed account of this salvation thing here. Here in, in John 3, Nicodemus is told that a person must be born again if we're going to enter the kingdom of God, if we're going to belong to the Lord, if we're going to be reconciled back to God the Father, we must be born again. 
The one and only way to be born again is to believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, that Jesus is the Christ. And you can find proof of that in John 14 and 6. So it goes beyond. Remember, I remember when I read 1 John 5 and 1, I said to you, I asked God a question. God helped me to understand that it goes deeper. It's much, it goes beyond simple belief. It develops, I want you to hear me. It develops into something much deeper, much deeper than simple belief. Yes, all you have to do is believe and confess. I, I, I've got a, 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 a teaching that I developed entitled about making sure how you can be sure of your salvation. And, and one of the points is about confession. You believe and you confess. That's important. That's key. Now, listen, let me help you wrap your mind around this. Are you familiar with personal development? Uh, uh, there are many of you that may be familiar with personal development. You hear it talked about a lot in different, um, different industries, different circles, in the business arena. Personal development, what is it? Personal development is looking inward and focusing on ways to better yourself. Personal development increases your self-awareness. It increases your self-esteem. It increases your skills and it fulfills your aspirations, long-term, short-term aspirations. So personal development is a form of inner work. It's the act of looking inward to achieve the purpose or result, especially in the pursuit of clarity, purpose, and passion in life. And listen to this. It's a lifelong process. So you don't just do personal development for seven days, for five weeks, for six weeks, for 12 weeks, for 30 days. It's a lifelong process. So now, if I've helped you understand what personal development is, you need to understand that today, I'm talking about spiritual development. So spiritual development is the process of, of uh, and it involves learning more about God and leaning into God. And, and the, some of you have heard me say this before. You learn more about God and you lean into God, which means what? You, you totally, you're totally dependent upon God. You grow and you mature in God. Uh, you grow, and this is what God said to me. You grow, daughter, and develop into the knowing. The knowing. And so as I began to digest what God was speaking to me, I began to research and to see what the world's dictionaries would uh, define knowing as. And I found out that Merriam-Webster and, and some of the other dictionaries, they define knowing as having or reflecting knowledge, information, or intelligence, shrewdly and keenly alert, 
or astute. That's real good. Doesn't that sound good? But then God shook me. And God said to me, that is that type of knowing. Now, let me give you my type of knowing. Let me give you the definition that God gave me inspired by the Holy Spirit. I didn't find this in Merriam-Webster's dictionary. I didn't find it in any commentary. It came from the throne of God. And so here's the knowing in the sense that I'm speaking about it today. It is when your relationship with God is so prominent that you have no doubt that you belong to him and everything about you matters to God. Oh, get excited. I told him I need fire emojis right now. Fire emojis, drop them in the chat. Everything. You have no doubt that you belong to him. Listen, I, 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 I'll, I'll deal with the fact that doubt will try to come. I'll deal with that later. But here's the thing. You know that you've surrendered your life. You know that you receive and accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Everything about you matters to God. And so listen, here's the thing. God said to me, anyone who comes against you comes against God. Did y'all hear that? You, I'm talking to you out there. Anyone who attacks you attacks God. Your life, your very being is intertwined with him. Oh, your discernment is at a higher level. He's making moves for your good. The gifts, talents, skills are all, I mean, all for his glory. Then God said this. He said, add this sentence. It is, I need to get close and look at you. It is a life long process. Somebody put that in the chat. It is a lifelong process. Acts 17 and 28 says this, for in him we live and move and have our being as certain also of your own prophets have said, for we are also his offspring. Let me tell you what the Passion Translation says. It says, it is through him that we live and function and have our identity. Just as your own poets have said, our lineage comes from him, who God. And so we need to understand that this knowing goes deep. So let's go to the, to the passage of scripture that we read in the beginning. Let's, let's get there, let's get there. Paul is talking to Timothy. And he's exhorting him to stir up the gift of God that was within him. See, I need, to, I need to talk to you about this because too many of us, too many of us are in a place, and this is what God spoke to me. There are too many of his people in a place where they're not living to their full potential. They're not functioning in their full potential. 
But look, it's in him that we live, move, and have our very being. And, and not only that, he's invested gifts, talents in us. We've learned skills. We have the goods. <laughs> Tell somebody you've got the goods. Drop that in the chat. You've got the goods. And so Paul is telling Timothy, Timothy, because understand this. Paul knew that Timothy would come up against challenges. He knew that Timothy would be confronted with those who thought he was too young, who thought he was too inexperienced, who thought they could do a better job than him, who, who challenged and critiqued everything that he did. He knew that Timothy would be confronted with these things. He knew that there will be those that will compare him to other leaders. Listen, don't ever compare yourself to anybody else. Understand this. You are somebody great in God. And you are who God has made you and called you to be. And see, Paul knew that Timothy had the gifts. He knew that there were that the goods were there. He knew. It, it, it's like, it's like there are those that have come to Yes Lord Ministries. And when they came, Apostle Willie and I saw who they were when they walked through the door. And even some of them were not ministers at that time, or I should put it this way, they didn't have the title. But God knew he had put the goods there. Is anybody hearing me? So understand, he tells Timothy, stir up. He stir up. But, but wait, 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 wait. Before he gets to the stirring up part, he says something. He says, wherefore I put thee in remembrance. Now wait, that's verse 6. We read verses 6 through 14, am I right? But let me tell you what verse five said. Verse five reminded Timothy that Paul knew about his lineage. He knew who his mama and his grandmama was. He said, I'm calling up memories of your sincere and unqualified faith. That's in verse five. He said, in other words, you lean your entire personality on God in Christ in absolute trust and confidence in God's power, God's wisdom, God's goodness of faith. But Timothy, you didn't start it. It started in your bloodline. You know, a lot of us forget where we are right now. If there are those of us that are being used mightily by God, guess what? I didn't start this thing. Somebody in my bloodline, somebody in my family prayed. Somebody in my family surrendered to God. Somebody in my family prayed for this very day that God would use me and those that would surrender to God that's in the bloodline for his glory. And so Paul is reminding Timothy, Timothy, don't forget where you came from. They put it in you. They instilled it in you. Understand, they instilled it in you 
And when they instilled it in you, it was just a matter of time for you to function in it, for you to walk in it. Are, are you hearing me? And so Paul exhorted him and he reminded him, there are some people that need to be reminded. They need to be reminded of who they are. They need to be reminded of what God has put in them. They need to be reminded of where God has brought them from. They need to be reminded that God has commissioned them with a mission. They need to be reminded that they have an assignment. Am I talking to you out there? Yeah, I'm talking to you. You need to be reminded that you have an assignment. You need to be reminded. You need to be reminded that God wants to use you for his glory. I'm talking about the knowing. Because here's what I know. I know that the enemy tries to mess with those of us that know we've been called by God. Those of us that know that we belong to God. He tries to mess with us every chance he gets. He'll have you doubting that you have discernment. He'll have you doubting that you heard the voice of God. He'll have you doubting that you're capable of more. Yeah, I said it. You're capable of more. You're capable of greater. God has endowed us and he has, has delegated power and authority to us. And I, I heard my son, Pastor Steve, say something. He says, with great power comes great responsibility. Now, that's not the first time I've heard it. I probably said it. Apostle Willie has probably said it. We probably heard other men and women of God said it. Steve has said it more than once. Pastor Steve has said it more than once. With great power. And let me add this. Great power and authority. <laughs> comes great responsibility. What does that mean? God has given it to us. And he expects us to be responsible enough to walk in it, to function in it, to use it, listen to this, with a knowing that he's with us, with a knowing that he's backing us, with a knowing that great things are gonna occur, with a knowing that miracles are gonna happen, with a knowing that healing gonna take place, with a knowing that somebody's going to give their life to God. Salvation is going to happen. Deliverance is going to happen. Remember I told you a foundation of salvation. Salvation in the sense that it's a transformation, a metamorphosis. Did, did you hear me? And it is a continuing process. Now, I don't hold to the, 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 the belief or the philosophy, once saved, always saved. I don't hold to that. And here's why, because if I walk away from God, God forbid, Lord, I thank you for keeping me and strengthening me. And I begin to do the things that I used to do and, and worse. And I don't live for the Lord. I'm not saved. Did y'all hear that? I'm not. Because according to the scripture, according to the scripture, my behavior, my, I, 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 I exemplify, I live my life differently when I receive and accept Jesus Christ, 
when I put on the garment of salvation. When I put on the garment of salvation, my swag is different. My swagger is different. I walk differently. I carry myself differently. I respond differently. Why? Because I'm in the process of not just personal development, but also spiritual development. I'm growing in God. Will I make mistakes along the way? Probably. Have I made mistakes along the way? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And I repented when I became aware that I was in the wrong. Forgive me, Lord. Lord, help me to do better. Lord, help me as I, I learn this, this walk of life. Help me, Lord, to understand the things that I just can't do anymore. The things I shouldn't do. The temptations that come. Help me, Lord, to resist those things. First, I need to submit to, to the Lord. I submit, then I resist. Some folk trying to resist and they ain't submitted yet to the Lord. Resist the devil and he'll flee. Well, when you submit to God and resist the devil, yeah, he gonna flee. But if you have not submitted to God, you can try to resist him all you want because he wants you to submit to him. Mm. And so Paul, Paul began to, to teach Timothy, to mentor him, to talk to him. Not only did he talk to him about stir up the gift, he talked to him about the fact that remember during your ordination, remember the presbyter that was there? And I was there and we laid hands on you. Understand, when a man of God, a woman of God is commissioned by God to lay hands on another servant of God in the way of impartation, can, can I help you here? Romans 1 and 11, Paul said this. He said, for I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. Impartation has to do with the giving and receiving of spiritual gifts, of blessings, of, of healing, of baptism in the Holy Spirit, etc. For for the work of the ministry. It's the transference of these gifts. Listen, if, if you know that someone with the wrong spirit can transfer to somebody, then don't you know that when you've got the Holy Spirit and you've got the right spirit of God in you, that you can transfer good to people, gifts, anointing. Let me say this. I know who the sons and daughters of Yes Lord Ministries are. You can tell by how they function. You can tell by their teachings. You can tell by the life they live. When they get up, to deal with the word, you can tell. You can tell who our sons and daughters are. Why? We have imparted unto them. Now, don't get me wrong. Listen, let me bring balance. God had already put goods in them. They were already anointed. But think about this. And then we lay hands. Elisha and Elijah. Elisha said, what do you want? Elijah said, I want a double portion. In other words, 
I know I'm anointed. I know I'm gifted. But I want what you got too. I have had people that wanted me to pray for them so that the anointing that's on my life can transfer so that they could function in this type of anointing. I've even had some that tried to pull it from me. Oh, but I thank God for protection and discernment. So it's the transference of these gifts from one man or woman of God to another, especially through the laying on of hands. See, that's a deeper teaching. We could go do a deeper dive, but I don't have time. And so understand this as I, as I get ready to try to bring it in here. Understand that Paul was letting Timothy know there is a knowing that you will develop into. You will come into a place where no matter what people say, no matter what the enemy tries to do, no matter what you're confronted with, because of the knowing, you will be steadfast in the faith. Because of the knowing, you will not quit. Because of the knowing, you won't throw your hands up and say it's somebody else's job. Because of the knowing, you will do everything that God will have you and wants you to do. First John 2, second chapter says this in verses three through five. It says, and hereby we do know that we know him. How do we know if we keep his commandments? That's the evidence. We know that we know him. I'm telling you, in the knowing, you know that you belong to him. You know, you know that you're his child. You know ha, they need to be careful how they handle you. You know, because God was speaking to me and God said to me, when they mess with my people, when they touch my people the wrong way, they touch me. I, in my studies, I was looking at a passage of scripture where God, mm, God let Babylon know, I don't like how you dealt with my people. I don't like how you messed with my children. I don't like what you did. And here's the thing. You acted like you were flubbing your nose at me, but I'm coming for you. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I was, as I was reading that passage of scripture, I felt the power of God. One thing about God, God does not play when it comes to his children, when it comes to his people. I'm talking about you, you, and you out there. And so you need to understand when you don't feel saved. Oh, hallelujah. On those days when you're not as spiritually strong and you don't feel as spiritually strong. You need to remember something. Remember what you know. There's a knowing. And in the knowing, you know who you are in God. Not only that, but you know who God has called you to be. Understand this, that God wants you to know. He wants you to know without a doubt. Because see, the enemy will try to mess with you. In the passage that we read, we read where it says, God did not give us the spirit of fear, the spirit of timidity, the spirit of cowardice, uh, cringing, uh, uh, fawning, backing up. He gave us power, 
love, uh, sound mind, calm, well-balanced, discipline, self-control, temperance. That's what I'm talking about. And then he goes on to say, don't blush or be ashamed to testify to and for the Lord. I'm talking about the knowing. And then in verse nine, it says, it is he who delivered and saved us and called us with a holy calling. It is the Lord that did this. As I was reading those passages of scripture, I just began to feel more and more empowered in the Lord more and more empowered in him. Understand, you need to hold fast and follow the pattern that God has laid out in his word. Verse 13 reminds us to do that. Verse 14 says, guard and keep with the greatest care, the precious and excellent adapted truth. This is the amplified version, which has been entrusted to you by the help of the Holy Spirit who makes his home in us. I'm talking about the knowing. So on those days, remember what you know. On those days, remember you've been called. On those days, remember you've been empowered. Re on those days, remember that he has put the goods in you. On those days, remember that those gifts, those talents, those skills belong to him and it's for his glory that we walk in everything God has called us to. Somebody put it in the chat, the knowing, and put this in the chat. Now I know. I pray that you have been blessed by the word of God. I pray that that I've spoken something to you that I have imparted some knowledge. Oh, I see my fire emojis. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. I pray that you have been set on fire, that you have been encouraged, that you have been empowered, that you have been reminded of who you are and whose you are. It is the knowing. I know that my redeemer liveth. I know who I am. I know that I am one of God's chosen people. I know that I am royalty. I know that God has destined me for such a time as this to do what he has destined me to do. And so I pray that you have been blessed. I pray that you have been encouraged. If you've been sitting trying to figure it out, get up and step and move forward right now. One thing about it, you will never figure it out if you don't move. Move forward. And as you move forward, God will begin to download and to give you everything. Remember the spiritual development. It is a lifelong process. And so make sure Make sure that you remind yourself, I know. No matter what's going on around you, remind yourself, I know. I'm in the knowing. We're going to pray right now. If you need to receive and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we're going to give you an opportunity to get to know the Lord, to receive and accept Jesus Christ. And if you need a church home, we're going to give you an opportunity to become part of Yes Lord Ministries regardless to whether what geographical location you're in, you can still become part of Yes Lord Ministries. 
And so if you need to receive and accept Jesus Christ, pray with me right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now. Jesus, I thank you for sending your word through your vessel, through your servant. And now I know that if I believe in my heart and if I confess with my mouth that you died for my sins, that you rose again, right now I can be saved. Forgive me for my sins. I repent for everything I've done that was against you, that was unlike you, that was wrong. I repent for things I've done and for things I've thought. And I thank you for forgiving me and receiving me as your own. For I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. And now I know I am saved. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, we want to take you through next steps. You need to know what's next. You're not in this by yourself. You're not in this alone. We want to guide you. We want to walk with you. We want to teach you. We want to mentor you. We want to train you. We want to show you how much greater life can be with Jesus. And if you are already saved, if you already have relationship with the Lord, then we want to take you through next steps and let you know how you can be a part of this household of faith. Yes, Lord Ministries. We pray that you have been blessed. We pray that you have been encouraged by the Lord. Listen, don't allow the enemy to do that to you. He messes with us to throw us off our game, to throw us off so that we won't know whether we're coming or going. We won't know what we're supposed to do. It's intentional. And so now we've got to be intentional because we're in the knowing. Stay blessed and refreshed in the Lord. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text gift to 1844948395. Cash app dollar sign Yes Lord M. On Givelify search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.